<laughs> hey, how you doing out there? My name is Noel Michael Smith, and you're listening to the Lofu Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you are in the world, we're going to have a great show. Now, um, today's show is called Nonviolence. Oh, a name I've taken from the late Dr. Martin Luther King, who I totally admire, and I do a lot of his readings. I'm going to be talking about knife crime, and I'm not exactly going to going to be pursuing the whole knife crime uh, subject per se. I was talking to one of my students earlier on this week, or it was last week, I think, and she sent me a, a podcast and I found it rather interesting. And this knife crime thing that's going on in the UK is not letting up at all. And I suspect it's the same in many other parts of the world. They're stabbing people left, right and centre. And I did mention this a while ago when Donald Trump came over here. And he said that uh, hospitals were like a bloodbath. He was on um, a gun rally and said that, hey, you know, they have a gun ban in the UK. And... It's the hospitals are still like a bloodbath there because these guys are using knives and they're stabbing people everywhere. And I agreed with him, actually. It's really gotten out of hand. But I'm not going to go into that. I'm, I want to take a different angle today and just look at it from a parent's perspective because I am a parent with have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old and then I have a 29-year-old and a 26-year-old. So my kids, are, uh, I've gone past the teenage stage and also, I haven't reached the teenage, the teenage stage as far as kids are concerned. So, what are we going to do? Where am I going to go with this? I teach a lot of teenagers and kids of all different ages. And it would hurt me so badly if any of those people that I teach became victims. It would hurt me equally as bad if they were violent bullies as well, because that's got its issues. How we... How am I going to tackle this now? How am I, what advice am I going to give you? How do I deal with this as a father? Well, number one, I've got to say, people put it down to social circumstance. The place where you live is generally run down, council flats. And I've got to say, I came from a council estate. And I always said to myself, from a very early age, even before I knew how to have children, I said, when I have children, they're not going to be brought up in this place I live. I want to go out. I want to venture out. And I think there's an issue there with parents. And I, I believe that parents need to look into their community and say, well, do I really need to be here? What is hold, what is keeping me here? Is it family? Is it friends? Well, family, you could, we have Facebook now, and I'll come to that in a minute. I don't want to dwell on about Facebook. It's a text show. We had a text show on Thursday, remember? Today's Tuesday. <laughs> Don't want to go over that again because I don't run a tech show. But um, Facebook has some; it has a role to play in this. Now, if you are have an issue with leaving your area, you've got to turn around and ask yourself: look that, look at that person in the mirror, look back at yourself. Why have you got that issue? What is holding you in this area where your children are suffering? And from for me, take them out of the area. I remember. I don't want to make this about me, but I just want to give you this little example here. I, my closest cousins lived in Norwood. I lived in, my parents lived in Vauxhall, Stockwell, and ultimately we moved to Clapham, which is a very lucrative, lovely area now. And it was a lovely era back then. It's just a different lovely now. I don't 
like it so much now. But anyway, I don't live there. But coming back to what I was saying, I had an auntie, an uncle, and my seven cousins. Yeah, there were seven of them that lived in in Norwood. And this road was so beautiful. And my mother used to send us up there for holidays. Would you believe it? Just going to another part of London for holiday. But we did actually, my sister and I, we did actually think it was a great holiday because it was so quiet up there. I remember this road being on a steep hill and my cousins and I used to take our bikes and we didn't have to pedal down. We used to push it up the hill and just take our feet off the pedals and just let it roll down. You had to have good brakes for that, man. It was so daunting going down that steep hill anyway I remember having good times but the moral of the story is is that those cousins are doing so well now because they were out of the rat race they've all got good jobs doctors nurse solicitors so forth and I think it when when people say it's a social it's social circumstance that makes people into crime and violence and drugs and all the other things that is so true that is a main contribution to those traits those habits those terrible things that happen to young people I'm fortunate that I live in a lovely area where crime is relatively low and I often say to people that I meet in inner city who are struggling with their children, why don't you get out? Why don't you come and live in Rygate, live in Wharton, live in Guildford? There's lots of areas, suburban areas, people can live. And I think it's a real shame that many ethnic minority and minority groups can't get out and feel that they will feel at ease going and living elsewhere. And yeah, you go to live in an area where you have your main set of cultural people in that area and if you go and live in an area then you can't converse in that way with different people but it's quite peculiar really because I the Pole the Polish have come to the UK they've flocked over here in the past 10 years and they're everywhere they're up north they're down south they're in the suburbs they're everywhere and they're fine and you know what if you actually take that plunge and I'm talking mainly the West Indians and Africans if they take that plunge and get out of the ghetto get out of the the swallow then you find that others would follow suit be the first be there yes you want to have your children advocate and practice non-violence not violence because of every day a youth is being stabbed to death and these youths are 13 14 15 they're babies they're not seeing their lives play out fully it doesn't matter whether it's birmingham uk or birmingham usa the issues are the same that guy over there that girl those people are getting what they want they're getting their thing they're getting stuff done yes and that is the key you ask yourself, why has that person got that? Why has that person got that? All right, take come out of the community. Come out of the little community that you tend to find yourself in and go to the bigger world and look at people. I love people watching, right? Just look at people and see how they go about their business. Now, the most successful people do not slow down because I said in the last podcast, if you slow down, eventually you come to a standstill, you will stop. You've got to keep it moving. The most successful people keep it rolling all the time, is what you get done. Don't dwell on what you don't get done. It's what you get done, not what you don't get done. The measure, success, yeah? We all like to talk about success and we want to be successful, but what is success? Success is a, it's not your roof. Success is where you want to go. Now, if you want to get out of your 
community, you have to have a, a, a benchmark, right, where you want to go. And just getting out of that community could be your success. Success doesn't mean to say that's where you stop. You could be successful in a particular thing, but you want to do something else and be successful at that. So why don't you have little stages like you're going up the steps? A goal is not set in stone. So the point I'm trying to make here is set your goal to get out of your community and get your child away from knife, crime, drugs, violence, sex, and all, all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Be- because, look, if, if you don't know where your child is at any given time, you're an irresponsible parent. If you don't know if your child is doing drugs, you're an irresponsible parent. You're failing as a parent if you don't know whether your child is doing gun crime or not. Leaving your offspring, whether they are 15, 16, 17, or heaven forbid, (laughs) 18, right? You may think 18-year-old, yeah, leave him to his own devices. That is not something you should be doing in a society or a community that you know is hostile to your child when you're not around. And I've got to say, it's not even down to money. It's down to time that you spend with your teenager, valuable time. There's a few things you could do. Is One of the big things is try and bring your child with you. If you have to hold down some jobs because you've got to make ends meet, if you don't work, you can't put the lights on, you can't eat then try and take your teenage child to work with you if that's possible or find a job where there's a place for him or a place for her. I'll tell you a thing that's missing here. I know that's difficult to bring your child to work to the workplace because um, a lot of people have clamped down on that. And I'm fortunate that I was in a position to do that. But even with my job, it's getting a lot difficult to do that now because of health and safety. They don't want them in a gym. If there's not a designated area for the child, they can't go in the building. But the big issue here for me is community. People between the age of 32 upwards, because they're the ones with children, right? People between the age of 30, 32 upwards, I would say, should do a little bit better. People can't communicate now. Because of, I I said I'll come back to this, because of Facebook, you've got Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, and all the other stuff. People are always in their screens. They've got all this screen time. And the screen time takes away their communicative skills. I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, I think, or was it the podcast before? It takes away those skills. So if you are taking away those communication skills, how is your community going to work? You know, there's a link there. Think about it. Community, communication. They sound the same because they're more or less one of the same thing. A community is a group of people. To communicate is to communicate with those people. So if you don't communicate with those people, how are you going to form any working bond between you and uh, the ladies and gentlemen around you? Now, this is a really important thing because when I was growing up, my mother used to leave me with other parents. There weren't uncles and aunts, although they like us to believe, oh, go to Auntie Jane, go to Auntie... Angela, although they were different colour, different culture, whatever, they're always your auntie, would you believe that? (laughs) So that's what's missing here, that community spirit, because we don't look after one another. And if that spirit is broken down from the adults, what's it going to be doing to the kids? Again, again, I'm fortunate I work in an industry where communication 
is a major part. I work in a fitness center. I work in fit many fitness centers. So communi communicating with the people that do my class, and even I find people in within the class, and they've been coming there for years and seeing the same people. Even that I find um, that people don't want to communicate with each other. I actually have to push that because I don't like cliqueiness. I don't like to have a group here, group there. I like everyone to know everyone, to be friendly with everyone because we're a family in the class and the community should be a family. And if that community breaks down, there's no wonder there's gangs. And yes, you may say, well, the gangs are forming a community. They're forming it in the wrong way, I must add. If they're going out and they want to kill other communities, that's not good. Make sure you know what your next door neighbor's doing. Say hi to your next door neighbor. When you go out and you take out that bin and you walk down the road, you go and get your newspaper, your milk or whatever. Step, st just stand and talk to that person for a while. You don't have to be hostile because that person could be saving your boy and your girl's life. Loitering on the street is not going to get you anywhere. Anyway, I, this podcast has gone on a bit long because this subject is dear to my heart as I, I, mean, <laughs> I ultimately come from the inner city. So... If you're, if you're going to take someone's or group of teenagers out, there's many things you could do. You can go swimming. I know teenagers don't like to swim now. They don't want to get wet at all. They don't want to wash. But you could, there's loads of other things. Skating, BMX, track and field, football. There's so many things that you could do. Take them to the cinema. That costs money. But, and I know money is not good for a lot of people. But, and also, stay fit yourself. Because if they see mum and dad fit, they're going to say, well, they're looking after themselves, so I want to look after myself. And, you know, these guys that are doing knife crime, I've got to say, are unfit. They can't fight. That's why they have to stab. So you make sure your child is fit and healthy so they can run if they need to, if that needs to happen. Or if not, they can fight. Because they, these guys, they might know how to move their arm in and out to stab somebody. But hit them a couple of times and they go down like a sack of potatoes. I've seen it. I was on a train once. Tell this little story before I go. I was on a train and this dude was on a train about my age. He was a guard, train guard. And some kids came on and they tried to jump on the train and pull the wool over this guy's eyes. But I knew he was a street guy, you know. And, and he's told them to get off the train and they wouldn't get off. So... Um, they said, they said, um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my piece out. I'm gonna stab you. I'm gonna do this. He said, if you think you're any big man, and come here, right? And he fronted them, and they just ran off the train. They cannot fight. Cannot fight. I leave you with that. Get out the area. Be bold. Be brave. All right, everybody. I see you. Nice talking to you. Look, we're going to catch up on Thursday. Yep. Come back then. Both.